to the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Hey, hey, welcome back for another episode of the podcast. It is your host, Dr. Sita Hood. What is in your mug today? I have warm vanilla chai tea. This has quickly become, I think last year, so 2021, it became one of my favorite winter drinks to make at home. So when I go to Starbucks, and this could be year round, chill, um, I am getting the chai tea latte. I just love it. Love the way it tastes. You know, that's that's my drink. So when I discovered that I could make it at home just as good, then I love to do that in the evenings. Like if I don't feel like popping back to Starbucks, that is what is in my mug. What's in your mug? I would love to hear. <laughs> Let's swap drink ideas, Okay. Hopping into today's topic, if you are a regular listener of the podcast, you know we are all about authentic conversations and authentic relationships on this podcast. The reason why I decided to start the podcast, but also name it The Lovish Podcast, is because I felt like a lot of us show half-hearted versions of love. So I like to call that love-ish, right? And we don't really know how to show full versions of love. We need Holy Spirit to operate within us, through us, in order for us to appropriately show full love or real love or authentic love. Until then, we are just showing versions of love or love-ish, And I have been talking about relationships for years, right? How we interact with one another, um, because our relationships are truly the essence of our life, how we operate with one another, our past experiences with other human beings shape how we see our world and our reality, And so whether we're talking about a romantic relationship, whether you're talking about a relationship between parents and siblings or whatever, these are valuable and they contribute to your mental wellness or your mental instability. So I wanted to give you some tips to kick off eight conversations that I believe you need to have before the new year. Now, in my role as a vision architect and as a licensed therapist, I am always, always, always going to be an advocate for your relationships to be healthy. Like, if you know me, you know that, again, we can't have authentic relationships and authentic communication if the relationship is unhealthy. We got to dig in there and discuss some of the petty things in order to have our relationships function from a healthy place. 
So I'm going to give you some strategies that are practical and pretty simple when you remove the emotion from it. And a lot of times that's what it takes for us, right? We are caught up in emotion as we should be in our relationships, but there is a boundary even for that, even for letting emotions rule you because sometimes our emotions can steer us in the wrong direction. So when you take out emotions at the core, relationships are simply about our expectations. And so when you consider it from that standpoint, the choices that you make and the strategies that you implement are actually pretty simple. Now, you know, you're going to need something to take notes with. So I want you to pause this episode, grab your items and let's jump in. Okay, so the first conversation that you're going to need to have is going to be with your spouse. If you are in a relationship, if you are dating, whatever the case is, the first conversation is going to be on the satisfaction with the relationship. When you have this conversation, you want to just focus on how satisfied you, the other person is. So you might start off by asking questions like, how satisfied are you with our relationship in general? How satisfied are you with the amount of time that we spend together? And when you ask this question, when you ask these types of questions, what I want you to really understand is that it is not to be asking the question from a place of brokenness or from a place of uh, defensiveness for you in hearing the answer. If you get an answer that doesn't make you happy, it's not for you to get upset with the person. So if you need tips for having a like establishing a safe space for these tough conversations, um, there is specifically day two and three in my book, 20 Days to Better Relationships, the workbook, there is uh, activities that walk you through how to create a safe space so that you can even open the door for these conversations. But also, if you don't want to get the book, and I said the book, first of all, because that's a deeper dive into um, like how to actually do the things with the questions and things like that. But also a couple episodes back, I recorded how to create a safe space. And that was just the quick down and dirty version. But there, like I said, the book takes you in a little bit deeper. So you want to be able to have a safe space mentally, physically, all of that before you're diving into these conversations. You want to make sure that you are in a good headspace when you're diving into this conversation. Because again, If you hear something that doesn't make you happy, that just means that there's work to do, right? And this is not a space where you are going to argue with the person. You just want to listen. You want to listen. And then you may need to take the time to step away and process your thoughts and your feelings about what they said, right? And and figure out how you want to respond to them. If that's something that you can do in the moment, that's great. But if not, It's totally okay. You just want to know what your level of satisfaction is in this relationship. Conversation number two is also going to be with your spouse or your significant other. And you are going to be talking about your future relationship goals. So let's say that you made it past the satisfaction with the relationship 
conversation and you decide, hey, this relationship is maybe not in the best space or it is in the best space and we're deciding to move forward. So if it's not in the best space after the satisfaction conversation and some things have been brought to the light, of course, you will want to work to resolve those things before you move on to the future relationship goals conversation. In the future relationship goals conversation, a question that you might want to ask is what practices would you like to implement next year? Where do you see our relationship heading? What do you want? And this kind of loops into the third conversation. The third conversation is also with your spouse or significant other. And that is what areas do I need to improve? So I'm really working to tease these out because having these conversations, like asking all of these questions in one conversation can be very overwhelming. And if you really get deep into it, like if you were sitting in the office with me for a strategy session, or even if I was doing couples therapy with someone which this is not a substitute for therapy. Let's be clear. This is not therapy. (laughs) But uh, I would dive deeper into each of these topics. So on the surface, they seem very plain, right? But I want you to work in these conversations to get as clear as possible in your communication. So future goals in the relationship, what practices would you like to implement is a little bit different than areas to improve because practices that you would like to implement could be like, well, actually, I want to hold hands more. Actually, I want to go out on more dates, right? Versus like, where can I improve in the relationship? That's more about them giving you suggestions for what they'd like to see. Again, those practical strategies, how you're showing up in the relationship. And then the satisfaction conversation, that's even different because your level of satisfaction does not have to be solely based on my actions. So something could have happened in the relationship. For example, let's say if one of you got into a car accident and now it's preventing you, the recovery is preventing you from playing tennis every week like you used to do, that dissatisfaction in the relationship is not necessarily tied into something that is specific to you as their partner or someone who is also in the relationship with them. I hope that makes sense. So that's why it's important to tease out these conversations and to maybe have them in a separate setting. So a quick recap for the conversations with the spouse. First conversation, satisfaction with the relationship. How satisfied are you with the amount of time that we spend together? Second conversation, future relationship goals. What practices would you like to implement next year? And then the third conversation, areas to improve in the relationship. So where can I improve in the relationship? How can I improve? Again, this is a discussion on the expectations for the relationship. So you will want to get very specific with this line of questioning. And remember, these are just tips to kickstart the conversation. So if you want to get even more in depth, you can come up with your own questions under each of these categories. So if me saying something on this podcast or even the question itself 
um, jogs your memory for something else specific that you want to know under these categories, write it down and have that added into the conversation. So the fourth conversation that you're going to want to have is going to be with your kids and you're going to want to do a general relationship check-in. Very similar to that with your spouse, except you want to frame it very differently because you know, I mean, this is your kid. So how do you think our relationship is going? And again, you want to give them the freedom to be honest with their thoughts. You want to have this conversation, but you don't want to have this conversation if you being honest with yourself cannot take the reality of your child's answer. When you have a general relationship check-in conversation, you have to be ready for whatever comes out. And if you're not in the headspace for that, don't have the conversation because you will do more harm than good trying to have this conversation and then punish your child for what they said. They will never want to talk to you again about the state of the relationship. Okay, so you want to make sure, especially with the child that they, you know, if you're giving them the freedom to be honest, respect it as such. And I know for some people, that's like a little bit of a different standpoint because we like, hold on, you need to get by. I don't see you. But a lot of times we forget that kids are just tiny humans. Teenagers are just miniature humans, like trying to figure out their way in the world, just like you're trying to figure out your way in the world. And you want compassion when, you know, your car stopped and you're late for work and you don't think the day is going well, your boss is like, what's happening? You want that compassion because there are other factors that contribute to how you showed up in the space. So kids are the same way. Teenagers are the same way. And it's our job as parents to teach them how to appropriately navigate through all of the emotions that they have going on. So the fifth conversation with your kids So it's also going to take place with your kids. You're going to ask, what would you like more of this year? So again, it's that future relationship goals. But in with your kids, you might want to also incorporate what would you like less of? So what would you like more of? What would you like less of? Again, carving out the space. And this is not to say that everything they want more of or less of is going to be realistic, but just that they have the freedom to express that this is what they like. Okay. So, and I want you to get hung up and think that I'm saying every single thing that your kid says you now have to do. That is false, right? You are opening up the door to have this conversation, but you will want to decide, okay, this is my negotiable. This is my non-negotiable. This is what I would like to do versus what I can't do. What is feasible? What is not feasible? Because kids, they're going to ask for the world. Okay. And it's up to you to be like, that's not entirely possible right now, or that is possible. And I apologize if you guys hear that the garbage truck is going ham outside right now. Okay. He is like really tossing them trash cans around. (laughs) And then the final conversation that you're going to want to have with your kids is one of my favorite conversations as a vision architect, a dream check-in. 
a dream check-in. And, and I think it's one of the most beautiful gifts that you can give your kids to teach them to never lose their ability to dream, never lose their ability to see things differently from a different perspective. So in this conversation, you're going to ask, what are your hobbies? Have they changed? Did I miss that they've changed? Are you still into these things? What would you like to get into? What do you want to be when you grow up? Is that still the same? And, you know, realistically, it'd be nice if you were having these conversations regularly. But if you're not able to have the conversations regularly, you know, that's okay. Don't jump into blaming. Just maybe start incorporating it. But a dreamer check-in or a dream session check-in allows them to really be able to express what it is that's on their heart, what they're interested in. And you could also ask them, what new things would you like to try? How can we breathe life into your dream? So for example, my daughter had a time where she was going through a phase of like scientific experiments. So as much as I was annoyed by the process, I allowed her to very briefly for a period of time bring slime into the house. And I even looked up slime recipes to do with her so that she felt like she could literally get her hands dirty, but also explore if that was something that she was genuinely interested in. And that phase went away. Now she's into games and she's been into games for quite some time. So I'm like, you are a true gamer girl through and through. But you have to give your kids the freedom to explore. And it's a good thing to give them the opportunity to use their voice. So you want to have these conversations with them to let them know, I am in your corner. I support you. I might not agree with everything you do, but you do have the freedom and the flexibility to use your voice. A lot of people that listen to this podcast feel like their voice was taken away or hushed or silenced. And I am here, I realize, as a very unique strategy in the earth realm to activate your influence, to activate that part of your voice that you feel like was silenced, to pull you out of where you're at and open the door for you to be able to envision your future differently, to tell you that you don't have to accept the vision that somebody else painted for your life or told you had to be the path that you walk down. And so when you have these conversations with your children, you are silencing all of that at an early age and you're like, hey, I believe in you. Hey, you can do this. Hey, listen, I want to help to activate your voice at this level. I want to help you to know that you have influence even at this age. And so that's why these conversations are so vital. And the last set of conversations that you're going to need to have will take place with your squad. Say less. I know, I know. Hopefully things are all good with your squad. But if they are not, the seventh conversation conversation that you're going to want to have is to clear the air. Y'all know how it be sometimes when you have, you know, a group of friends, a person might be your home girl or whatever, but you know, maybe there was some issues that came up. You didn't like how somebody handled something or whatever. And there's just a little bit of tension in the air because people are different and the way that we do things are different. And we have different experiences and baggage that we bring to relationships. Have a conversation, clear the air. In this conversation, I want you to focus on squashing prior beef and areas of tension. And it's really just that simple. 
when you come to the conversation, it's not about trying to prove who's right. It's not about trying to prove who's wrong. It's really about focusing on the issue that occurred and how to move past it. And before you even do this, I'm going to actually encourage you to go back to, I think it was episode 26, 27 and 28, where we were talking about relationships and specifically relationship expectations, relationship evaluation, and then the importance of having high value relationships. So you're going to want to do that first and foremost before you have this conversation with your squad. And the eighth and final conversation that you should have is a conversation on how to move forward, nourishing your relationship. Where do you want the friendship to go? What type of experiences do you want to cultivate in the relationship? So I think most of the times in our relationships, we're not necessarily intentional about the experiences that we want to have or even the type of relationship that we want to cultivate with one another, the type of experiences. We are just kind of in the mode of letting things happen. So that might mean like, oh yeah, phone calls, whenever, because that's generally how we do things. But we're not actually taking inventory of how things are impacting us in the relationship and whether they could be better as opposed to, you know, just kind of floating and letting things happen from day to day. So you want to have a conversation on how we can go about nourishing this thing, because the truth is, if you don't nourish a relationship, it will die out. And we don't want that if this is a quality relationship that is in alignment with what you want for your life. And a relationship is a two-way street. So sometimes I might be giving more. Sometimes you might be giving more. But it is necessary to have those conversations intentionally. So I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We talked about conversations that you need to have with your spouse or significant other. We talked about some conversations that you need to have with your kids. And finally, the conversations that you should probably have with your tribe members. If you enjoyed today's episode, share the love, share with your mama, share with your auntie, share with your best friend, and then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow. I am so grateful for each and every one of you following up with me, following up with me on social media, chatting, sharing the episodes with your friends, rating the podcast. I really do appreciate you. It has been a wonderful year this year, and I'm so excited for all that the future holds for you. That is all I have for this week's episode, and I will see you out in these social media streets.